welcome back to the Canatech podcast. I'm with Alex Wilson. How you doing? Doing great. All right. It's funny how off camera we're both complaining about the heat in our respective locations. Where are you located today? Pennsylvania, um, South right. Central area. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, wireless solutions in the cannabis industry. Uh, go for it. Just tell, what's your story? So we were approached some time ago by a facility out in the California area for a design for a wireless network inside of a grow facility. And it was the first time that we'd ever dealt with something of this nature. Uh, but we're used to dealing with wireless in unique environments, whether it's an airplane hangar inside the airplane, oil fields inside Navy vessels, very unique, challenging environments that are not conducive to wireless. Plant life is not conducive to wireless either. And as they described the facility to us, it became increasingly understanding that this is a big problem for them. And so they bring in the plants, there's nothing there, the plant grows and suddenly you've got a room full of, of plant material. When they were designing their wireless, they were coming in with a wireless router or access point of some sort, putting it in the room, testing it and going, great, it works. Then the plants grew and it didn't work. And it's interesting. A, yeah, it's a critical part of their environment. And this was the part that we didn't even understand. I'm thinking, okay, what do you need Wi-Fi for to check your, you know, check the latest sports scores or, you know, whatever. And they're like, no, no, you know, the, the plants, they report. And I'm like, okay, talk to me. And so they have sensors in the yeah, box yep. that transmit to the light, which is Bluetooth, which is no big deal. But then the light transmits via Wi-Fi, and that's where the problem is. So you've got a metal rack with a light inside of a jungle, and you expect it to be able to transmit left, right, up, or down somewhere to an access point in that room. In addition, the sheer number of lights in a room could be hundreds, and each one of those is an individual wireless client. So you're doing a high-density design inside of a jungle. The challenge for us was that we had no way to test the model because we were not able to go to the facility. We're in Pennsylvania. They're in California. They weren't even built yet, so there was nothing to go test. Packed up my wireless gear, walked out back to the cornfield, and set it up in the cornfield and used the cornfield as my grow facility. Um, honestly, it wouldn't have surprised me to have stumbled on some out there. Uh, you know, living in the country where we do, it does happen. But we put the test gear in the middle of the cornfield, did our readings, designed our model, presented it back to them. They implemented it, and it has been perfect. So, you know, little Yankee ingenuity and sort it all out. And, uh, but anyhow, it solved a problem for the industry. And so we've had others who have come to us since then to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a note. Uh, I'll, I'll do it when we get off camera, but I'm going to make you one of my columns. I, I write the, uh, I believe I told you. Um, in fact, yes, you know, because uh, we, we had dialogue about the show recently, but I write for Marijuana Venture Magazine out of Seattle. I do the monthly Canatech uh corner and mm -hmm. that is an interesting topic and when you write a column here's here's some, some of the dynamics 
uh, I'm just over two years in, so 24 columns, and I've I kind of covered the top 10, right? I, I had the top 10, right? Okay, so I kind of got that one down. So now I have to go source unique and interesting stories. And so um, I'll talk with you offline, but that, that, that's a great story. And the readership for this uh, magazine is both the, uh, the grower and the dispensary. Awesome. So, so yeah, you're just right on target, man. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, working, we, we do work in so many different environments that it crosses all the different boundaries. And even for facilities that are doing outside grow work, it, it works in those environments. And then, you know, there's also the other parts of their environment where they want to get into security cameras and, you know, being able to expand to other buildings potentially on site. These are all things that we can work together to create a workable solution because a lot of these places, they're very remote. They don't have infrastructure and it's a challenge. And then they can't find anybody that wants to come out there. And of course, there's also the controversy of the industry, which we look at it from a different approach. It's it's legal, then therefore we'll work with it. If sure, it was sure. illegal, yeah, we're not going to work with it. I mean, it's that simple. But in states where it is, why not? It's a business. I'll tell you what, I'm going to end on this, and then uh, I'm going to do as I promise and uh, put you on my editorial calendar. But uh the, the, the figures you have in the background, I, I worked my way through college on the Trans-Alaska Pipeline um, and uh, grew up in Alaska. And man, I, I remember towers just like that. And this is in the, for, for me, the, the, the 80s, so I'll age myself, but um, you're sure bringing back memories. I sure remember those kind of towers, man. <laughs> I'm about to actually be on those two towers here shortly uh, on a project. They're actually in the desert. Uh, supporting a very large counterculture event. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of, you know, linked to the industry a little bit in its own way. Uh, but yes, they're... Um, more, more than ever. Yes. <laughs> All right, Alex, thanks for your time. Yeah. And uh, I'll be in touch shortly. All right, sounds great. All right.